and helping give back. There's just so much good out there that people are creating and wanting to help others. It's, it's just amazing. And Welcome to 33 Tangents, a weekly podcast featuring a rotating panel of co-hosts that all work together in the same company, but live in different areas of the world. The discussions cover a wide variety of topics from digital analytics to working remotely to current happenings in business and technology. Our regular day-to-day conversations often go off in various directions, and the goal of this podcast is to share our ideas and find new ways to engage with others. It's live. It is live. We are live for the first time. Amazing. I have butterflies yeah. in my stomach like it's episode number one. <laughs> <laughs> so does this... Cr- oh, go ahead. No, what were you going to say? No, no, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. Actually, I forget what I was going to say now. <laughs> uh, so I was going to say, so does this, does this option give us both a recorded view so we can push it to the podcast network and the live stream view that is going out to YouTube right now. That's my expectation. Yeah. So my plan is, is, you know, I'm curious to see, you know, what kind of attendance we get for the first time doing this. Um, I'm hoping for one or maybe two people. I would be happy. (laughs) Yeah, it it would be nice. It's hard to to build an audience. Yeah. And what we're one of the, the secrets that we're giving away is is that we pretty much record the shows a week to two weeks in advance. Yeah. So actually today, episode one forty eight dropped, and then so this will go out in two weeks. So my plan is is you know record this, um, you know have it broadcast live as a recording, but then I will make the the full recording, uh, the the live recording private on YouTube. Go in and then do our normal release. So then it'll drop as a full episode in two weeks. Very cool. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's stressful to try to um, do these week over week and continue to hit our schedule. It's one of the things we talked about um, when we started talking about doing a podcast was like we we can do this. Although, to be fair, so this is 149 episodes ago when we were talking about this, no one. No one believed that this was going to happen. Like, yeah, we'll hit one or two episodes and we'll call it quits. But Jim has been very dedicated to making this happen. (laughs) And I think one of the things we learned very early on is we have to do this consistently or else it's it's not going to work. And so having that backlog Mm -hmm. of a couple episodes, I think for the most part, we've hit almost every week where we've recorded new content. But there's been some weeks where either we were off or just overwhelmed with other things that we're like, let's take one out of the savings account because it's, it's just overwhelming this week. But so far we we've stuck to the consistency pretty well. Yeah. And, and mostly those where we, we bring in, you know, reruns or, or old episodes. I, I do that mostly around the holidays. So there is something for anybody who has subscribed recently. I try to pull out some of the old, old yeah. ones, um, you know, from the archive to, you know, for people to be able to to listen to, but yeah, we we've really because we've we've we record them in advance. We're not like rushing to record and publish because that's when an emergency is going to hit and we just don't have any. Yeah, wow. And that that's the one. Th- 
You are totally. What did what did the kids say? It's like oh, Jen's here. Hey, Jen. Yeah. Hey, Jen. Do you actually want to? Uh, oh, I want to jump in. I know. I asked you last minute yesterday. Let me know, and I'll send you the link. Yeah, like that's one of the cool is. things oh. about the comments here is I could post them up so everyone can see them. So it comes into StreamYard, or and and you're able to moderate and then push comments to the the view. Yes. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. So it, ju it just popped in, and yeah, and right now I've got a little counter here. We got four people watching. Hey, that's double um, what I was hoping for. <laughs> oh, there's Jason. Fantastic. So I'm interested. Um, that's pretty cool. You're you're on it. You're you have you're having to be host, manage the comments, and talk all at the same time. That's that's a challenge. So my question to you, 150 episodes in, I guess two part question: How have you seen what we've been creating change over that timeline? Hey, Michael, welcome. And um, what have you learned from episode one to episode 150? Um, we, the, the, the thing that's changed is I think we found our flow. Um, I, I remember us recording the first couple ones and, and I think we've touched on this a bit in the past. Um, but, um, one of the things where this came from, it was just a wild ass idea, um, that I came up with one day after just conversations with you and John Narong, And I'm like, Dude, if we record this, there's got to be someone who's going to listen. Maybe we can get 10, 10, 10 downloads an episode. But you know what? For shits and giggles, let, let's record it and see what happens. And I remember us sitting down to record those first couple episodes. It was before we had video like this. So we can at least see each other. Yeah. Um, we were we were trying to be over polished and we we're jumping. We were stuttering and we were jumping on top of each other. Like we would step on each other's toes as we we're trying to reply and try to get the conversation going. And it definitely felt very stiff, very formal. It, 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 it sometimes like, it's kind of cringeworthy to go back and listen to those first <laughs> couple episodes. Cause, but it was, we just had to get started. And I think that's yeah. what leading into the second part of the question is, is just get started. And you'll find your flow. If you like anything, if you wait for any kind of content that you're producing to be absolutely perfect. Now I'm not talking half ass. I'm not talking incomplete. I'm talking like, you know, if you keep waiting for it to be absolutely perfect, you're never going to get it out. Yeah. If we waited until we had some of the tools we have today, the format, um, those kind of things, we would have never gotten started three years ago um, doing this. So, and then, the other part of what I've learned is, is like, sometimes you just got to stop being so self-conscious. When, so when I go though. back and kind of clean up the it's audio so before we publish it, of course I hear myself, you know, stammering over words, the filler words. And, you know, is, is, is one of my favorites uh, as a filler word. So it's sometimes you just got to get over it. And like, I'll record an episode. And I'm like, man, like I was all over the place today or something like that. And then someone comes in and say, Oh, that was great. And I'm like, yeah, I am being a little too self-conscious. 
Yeah, it, it's it's true. Um, and, and I've done that as well as I've gone back and I've been going back and editing some of the more recent videos, pulling out smaller clips and I'm noticing my filler words and I say write a lot and I say there's a couple words and it just drives me crazy to hear those filler words over and over again. But I want to touch on the point that you brought up of, of just getting started because it is so true. And I'm glad that some of those early episodes are very, very cringeworthy. Uh, because it, it reminds me of it reminds me of my time at Omniture. Maybe Jen um, experienced this as well. I don't know if her and I have ever talked about this, but one of the things that I loved about Omniture is up where the executives sat. There was a hallway um, that was between the executives and a game room, and there were a bunch of copiers and things in there. But they had a wall that had a framed. Uh, screenshot of the omniture.com homepage over time and going back and looking at those first couple screenshots of what omniture.com looked like in the early days it was like laughable how horrible and bad it was it was just to your to use your word it was cringeworthy how bad it was it looked like a website that i may have built in my bis 140 class in college where we had to build a personal website for, for an assignment, it was just bad. Um, but I think a lot of our journeys are that way when we go back and look at how far we've come and the polish we put on things as those first few iterations um, tend not to be the most beautiful. Um, and, and, and definitely we would have changed things, but we never would have got to that point of knowing what was what was beautiful and what was cringeworthy if we hadn't just gotten started and gotten over that, um, got, gotten over that fear of having to be perfect when we put it out. And we've, we've kind of gone through many iterations of that with the podcast. The video is relatively new. Um, to your point, we've had it a while longer, but it was, it was internal. We couldn't publish it out. And so that definitely helped up our game and that we could see each other and kind of go off of visual cues. But adding video was another area where it's like, it's kind of scary for us. We're going to put ourselves out there and give you a behind the scenes of what it looks like to record the podcast. And then flash, flash forward to today, I started this out saying, man, I have butterflies in my stomach. Like it's episode number one, because this is the first time we're trying this new live feature and it's probably not going to work great. And we're probably going to stumble over each other. And we're going to have lag, but that's how we improve, right? We, we yeah. kind of get over that fear and, and just go for it. Yeah. And, and like the, 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 the folks that are watching, it's uh, you're going to see some of the stuff that I go in and clean up before I actually put out the polished episode, you know, just the, you know, as we try to transition and the, the, sometimes we have like the 30 seconds of dead air as we're trying to think of, you know, how we want to transition the topic. Yeah, for sure. I think we've, we've gotten better though, but there have been some times where it's just kind of dead and I'm kind of looking at you and it's like, Jim, are you going to say something? I don't know what to say next. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, so I guess I'm going to, I'm going to kind of flip the script and flip, flip the script and uh, interview you a bit on on some of the things. Because again, you've been the driving force behind making this go. You've owned it from booking guests to um, doing all the cleanup to the publishing and, and, and trying out these new features like going live. So um, I guess I'll start off with what has been your most favorite episodes that we've recorded? Um, I, I think it's the ones where we come in with just a very broad topic. So I try to plan out topics and themes of topics in advance and try to have some structure around it. But I think some of the most fun are the ones where I get in. I'm like, I got nothing today. Uh, um, 
what do you what, what do you what are you hearing these days and what do you what are you thinking and then we just we just roll from there i think um that's always uh a lot of fun um we've had some great guests on yeah. uh friends of ours in the industry as well as we've we've gotten contacted by some folks that you know or i wouldn't say like that are brand new it's like hey i, I work in this Terry, you have a client who works in, you know, something similar, you know, would you, you know, would you want to welcome onto the show? And, um, the, and, you know, I thought it was great. So definitely recommend go check, uh, check that one out. Yeah. I mean, the, the guests have been really interesting and we've had from an industry perspective, we've had a couple return guests that are asked back more and more. So I'm thinking of Jim Gordon and Evan LaPointe, who people are saying, can you have them back on the show more and more? Um, I, I've loved having Stephen Marshall on uh, from East Tennessee State. He's been an awesome guest multiple times on the podcast. Uh, and I've also loved that we've had these, what, what would you call these companies that are kind of reaching out and trying to schedule guests, like I guess maybe PR type of companies that are scheduling, yeah. right? They're, they're scheduling on behalf of their clients. I I think I was at first a little bit against it because it felt so different to how we would normally do it, you know, it was uncomfortable. You know, we, we felt much more comfortable talking to people in our networks that we already know. And it kind of fit the overall theme of the show in that the idea was we didn't want to do it scripted. We didn't want to present our guests or ourselves with a list of pre-written questions. And we would come and do an interview style where it's very cold. And I'm going to ask you a question. You're going to respond. Then I'm going to ask you the next question and respond. We wanted something very organic. And the thought we had is if a few buddies were out at lunch talking shop and someone was just on the, at the other table overhearing their conversation, what would they hear? And that's kind of the vision that we've had for the podcast is we wanted it to be a conversation. We didn't want it overly polished and we wanted it to be real. We wanted it to be authentic, which tends to reflect our culture. Um, however, I will say that the guests that we've received have been amazing because it's forced us. And again, a lot of what we've learned here is to go outside of our comfort zone. And it's forced us outside of the conversations that maybe are too recycled. And especially when you think about the digital analytics space, it's such a small space and we tend to recycle speakers and conversations and guests over and over and over again. So you can go to any number of podcasts or blogs and it's the same handful of people that tend to be appearing every time. Bringing a lot of value for sure. Very interesting people to listen to and hear from for sure. But there's so many more voices out there to help us stretch our understanding and things that that we're thinking about from from a data perspective, from a business perspective. So, uh, you know, a, a handful of those guests that we had that would never have crossed our our vision um, have been amazing to have on on the the uh, the podcast, and have really enjoyed going back and and listening to some of those. Which I do. I am a I'm a subscriber to our own podcast. It shows up in my podcast app and. Um, I go back and re-listen to it because it's amazing the things that I'm picking up going back and, and listening to it that I didn't pick up as you and I and our guests and uh, others were in, in conversation. So, so a couple things there. So yes, there is totally these companies out there. They are podcast PR firms. So um, you retain them and they go out and get you booked on, on podcasts. And that's where, uh, we've gotten several guests from that. And to your point about it being too rigid, too, 
too much of like a staged interview. That's exactly one of the expectations I set up front when um, talking with potential guests. And there have been a few that don't want to to take that route. Um, and I, I've made it very clear. I'm, I'm not here to, 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 to play gotcha journalism is the best term I could think of. I'm not here to, to surprise anybody, but also I don't want it too, too stuffy. And th there have been guests that, um, or potential guests that, you know, weren't necessarily interested in that format. And, you know, we, we decided not to, to move forward with it, but, um, but yeah, so you totally have those kinds of, of agencies out there. And there, there's one in particular, um, Kitcaster. Uh, they've connected us with some some really great guests, some really fun conversations. Um, and as far as returning guests, um, you mentioned Stephen, um, uh, Stephen Marshall. And I've had this item on my list and I'm trying to get it done is, is I want to plan a series of, of episodes around a topic he and I have been talking about offline, um, him and his role at East Tennessee state university and, um, you know, uh, working with students and helping them get some experience while in college. And then kind of where a lot of us are at in our career is, is talking about how you gain that experience, you know, how, you know, sharing that, those kind of insights. And we, we've kind of got a, a, a structure of how we want to have it. Like, um, where he actually comes and interviews us for a change. And so I, I want it to be a series because I want to bring on several people to, to, to talk with him because, um, and that actually came out of the, the one day you and I sat in on one of his, uh, one of his classes. Yeah. That was super fun. Yeah. I, I think that's a, a great idea and I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, Jim, you mentioned sitting in on, on one of Stephen Marshall's graduate classes at East Tennessee state. Uh, we've done that a few times and it's really fulfilling. I think from our perspective to be able to meet with those students and give them some, <clears throat> some advice. And one of the things that I, I believe is truly important of really anyone in any, in, in any industry uh, is to give back um, and is to teach and help people along the way. Um, I'm not a fan of reaching different heights and, and kind of pinnacles in your career and then looking down and saying, Hey, Jared, how's it going? Um, thank you for joining and for your support and comments uh, as we've been publishing content, Jared, it's much appreciated. And we definitely take notice of that. Uh, but going back to what I was saying, um, it's really important that we help others along that, that journey. I'm not a big fan of saying I got here. So now you got to get here by yourself uh, because none of, none of us have got here by ourselves. Uh, it, as much as we may convince ourselves that we struggled through it and did it on our own, there's always people that have helped us along our, our journey. And I think it's our responsibility to help others that are entering in. And it's, it's a huge gap we see right now um, at the university level to the professional level is saying, you know, how do we bridge that gap? And a lot of the experience we have, a lot of the things that we can offer, we, we think, we think, and maybe it's just me, but we've convinced ourselves like, yeah, it's not that valuable. Anyone can pick that up really quickly. And it's not true. Our really quickly is we've been doing this for 15 and 20 years and what may seem novel to us or may, may seem not valuable to us is extremely valuable for, for students and those that are just entering the, the field. So um, and again, I think that's true of any industry that you work in. It's it's important to give back. So 
I'm, I'm excited for the stuff that we've been doing with East Tennessee State and other universities. I've also been um, participating in a mentoring program uh, here in Utah at the University of Utah uh, with their graduate program and have taken on some some students to help mentor and get them into the field. Um, to put a bit more structure behind that, I think is is awesome and something, again, that we all should be thinking about how we can help those students make that that transition. So, yeah. And, and so you actually gave me something, I guess, a, a good topic for us to really dive into now, specific to our industry. So on here, I've made mention several times that like when I made a career pivot about 12 years ago from one industry into digital analytics, the, the stuff that you had published, Jen had published, Ben Gaines had you know, published at that time was really that helped me kind of get my start and get moving. You know, when you kind of moved in, because I know you said you were, you know, developer at first, was there anybody that, you know, you kind of looked to as far as the digital analytics space, as far as guidance as you were getting started in that? that oh, man. So I got my start uh, 2004, five-ish, um, and I was. So my I graduated, um, and I, I think I threw this out on Twitter the other day, that every time I talk about my experience, it makes me feel very self-conscious and old because all these kids I'm interacting with on Twitter are like 22 and 24 years old. And like, and I'll throw something out there and they'll laugh and they'll say, I was three years old at that time. And I'm like, ah, sigh. I'm the old guy in the room now. Uh, so I graduated in 99 and I took a job as a software engineer, uh, which I worked at for five-ish or so years. Um, I was unceremoniously fired from that job and uh, ended up landing at, at Omniture. And that was my introduction to the, the analytics space. Uh, at that time, there was not a lot of written blog content. There was not a lot of, of leadership. Um, the leadership that I can remember uh, was primarily Eric Peterson at the time that was the most vocal talking about the space. Um, but from an introduction and trying to get my feet wet, it was it was really the folks at, at Omniture that helped make that transition smooth for me. And the one person that I would call out is, is Brett Gunderson, um, who I believe is still at Adobe uh, in product management. Uh, he was instrumental in helping me make this transition from software engineer to working in analytics. Uh, I was a scared kid at the time. Um, in fact, I remember, and I landed in consulting at Omniture. I remember the very first kickoff call I had to do with a, with a client. I was sick to my stomach. I wanted to throw up like I can't do this. And, you know, the morning before the call in the afternoon, I went to Brett and said, okay, you have to call me and you have to pretend like you're the client and we have to do this as like a practice run. And I remember him, him, him doing it and like helping me through it. And so I, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful to Brett and, and so many people at, at Omniture during the early years um, for, for helping me get my start. And in those early years, as much as uh, Eric and I disagreed a lot, um, I was very grateful for his voice, especially in the early 2000s, because there just wasn't a lot of people in our little niche industry talking about the space. So getting to learn from him was um, was very valuable. And I think over the years, we've developed somewhat of a, a good friendship between the, the two of us. So um, those are the two people that I would call out over time as more and more content started being created and published. There are so many names that if I started listing them, I'm sure I would, 
absolutely leave off amazing people that have created content that have helped me over the years. So I would hesitate to put together a who's who list because there's just been so many amazing people that have um, just gratefully like used their time to to help the industry move forward. So what about you? You mentioned Ben Gaines. You mentioned Jen. Um, yeah. You know, you came, you, you made a transition at a time where there's actually quite a lot of kind of leadership and content being created in, in the space. Yeah. And that, that's actually one of the things I don't, it was kind of by accident. I got into digital analytics. So prior to getting into this, I worked in financial software. So managing an implementation team for, for financial reporting software, uh, for investment companies. Um, and then through one, you know, two different moves, I, I ended up at an e-commerce platform retailer and there was an opening to help with the, you know, on the product side to help with the actual adoption of, uh, the analytics partnership they had with Omniture at the time. And I'm like, well, kind of worked with data over here. Let's see how, you know, I, 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 some of this should be, you know, reusable to a degree. And obviously, you know, there's, you know, drastic differences as well. Um, so one of the things that struck me as I really started to dig in and start to, to really research and learn it was how open the community was with, with, with sharing of information. Like, Hey, I found this, um, you might find it useful too. Here's you know, one way you can do this, which coming from where I was before, believe it or not, that, that, that space is highly competitive. It's like, dear God, you got caught sharing findings with other people at other companies that, I mean, that's grounds to be fired. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I've loved the most about this industry is it is a very giving caring community um and is open to share in more ways than one and from a, a personal perspective uh geez i don't know how long ago this was but um w one of the the stories that i love the most about this this industry is when i um i think it was my 35th birthday or 36th birthday that i donated to charity water and the industry came together and we had a, a massive fundraiser and raised funds to to build a couple wells in in Africa, and, and it was all on the shoulders of, of folks in this industry trying to to help make that happen. It was amazing. Um, and then, let's see, yeah, just the end of last year or last summer. Um, speaking of Eric, Eric, uh, Eric Peterson at Analytics Demystified approached me and said, "Hey, you know, I want to I want to do something. I want to I want to I want to do something we can feel good about." We selected um, Black Girls Code as our uh, initiative that we wanted to focus on. And again, we went back to the industry and said, Hey, we're, we're trying to raise money for a worthy cause here. I think for my 35th birthday, we ended up raising somewhere close to $7,000 uh, for charity water to build a couple wells in, in Africa. Um, and then last year between the effort that Eric and I, um, kicked off and with the help of everyone in the industry, we ended up raising over $50,000 for, for black girls code, which was absolutely amazing. And again, I mm -hmm. think it just speaks volumes of this industry as far as how giving and caring everyone are, everyone is. Um, and, and from a knowledge standpoint, it's, it's, it's the same reflection there, there, you know, just, again, I, I would hate to even name names as far as people that are creating amazing content and helping give back. There's just so much good out there that people are creating and wanting to help others. 
it's, it's just amazing. And, you know, you mentioned Ben Gaines and I hope he doesn't get mad at me for sharing this personal story, but, um, when him and I first met in person, you know, we had been connected on, we, we met on Twitter and connected on Twitter and he was from a, this was when he was running client care, um, at, I guess, Omniture at the time, Omniture care. And, uh, it was, a it was amazing how helpful he was at that point in time. I was on the client side and Jim, are you frozen or is it just me? Um, I was on the client side and, and, uh, I'm going to have to go check our YouTube stream now to see if I'm frozen. Okay. I'm here, but Jim is frozen. Sorry, everybody. Jim is frozen. Oh, you're back. You're back. This is the light um, people don't normally see. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Ben was so amazingly helpful because at the time when he was, uh, Omniture care. Uh, I was client side. I was running analytics for Spark Networks, which was a conglomeration of d- online dating sites. And I, I lost track of how many times I reached out to Ben and he helped me. And so like Ben was like an absolute savior to me. And we, we met in person. We met at a little barbecue place here in Utah called the Smoking Apple. And I was so nervous to meet him because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is Ben Gaines, this is client care, this like this <laughs> omniture care, like this, this is the guy, man. He's the face of the company when it comes to you know talking to clients. Um, fast forward, I don't know how many years later, Ben and I have a tradition now where we go up to Salt Lake um, and get and get lunch and buy uh, buy raw fish to make sushi and go to a little Italian market every Christmas Eve. We've been doing it for something like nine years straight now. Um, and a couple a couple uh, Christmases ago, we were driving up to Salt Lake. He's like, I have something to conf- confess. Like, I was so nervous to meet you at the Smoking Apple when we first met. You were like this industry leader. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I was a nobody. I thought you were like this. You know the king of Omniture at the time and I was embarrassed or I was uncomfortable to meet you. So anyway, long, funny story of, of saying that this, this industry is an amazing collection of, of people who are very, very giving and open. And uh, it's just an awesome industry to work in. And I don't know why Jim is frozen all the time, but it's making it for a fun live stream. <laughs> So if you have any questions, shout them out while I wait for my uh, co-host to come back and help carry the conversation. You are frozen as frozen can be. You hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you now, but you're very frozen and very, very delayed. So maybe that's maybe that's the cue to wrap it up at the 30-minute mark. And I think we peaked out at six six live viewers, which is three times what I had expected uh, to get. So, okay. You're back. You're back, but you're very delayed. Um, all right. Can you, is, is that better? It's, it's somewhat better, but you're definitely delayed and, Damn. and frozen. So, <laughs> Hey, it's, it's, it's part of the learning process of doing something live. And while it hasn't been, this challenging when we've recorded, there have been little hiccups along the way that Jim has had to go back and uh, edit out of the conversation. So, so there you have it. Um, do you want to wrap up at the 30 minute mark, Jim here? And if you're unfrozen, do you want any last minute words of wisdom? <laughs> you're frozen, my friend. All right. 
So we're going to uh, wrap it up. Hopefully Jim can figure out how to unfreeze himself and we can get this published. Um, so for those of you that are listening to this on the podcast network, uh, very much appreciate you. Uh, no, he doesn't, Michael. Uh, he's uh, he's very he's very stoic. He's very calm in his demeanor. Um, I appreciate everyone that has subscribed um, to the the podcast. Early last year, I was very much in tune with uh, watching our subscriber count grow. And I was looking at month over month trends. And if it was down, I'd get super depressed. So I stopped looking at our metrics about nine months ago. So I'm not even sure what our subscriber count is up to. Um, but everyone who has subscribed, who has left us a rating and review, uh, very much appreciate it. The handful, handful of folks that jumped on for our first live stream, um, definitely appreciate Appreciate the support. Um, and in the end, I'm hoping that a few people get something of value out of these conversations. I know between Jim and I, it's 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 a good use of our time. We enjoy it. We we definitely learn something. But hopefully, others are taking away some some learnings as well. So, Jim, if you're back, I'll let you say a few words. Otherwise, we will just uh, wrap it up for now. And uh, again, appreciate everybody joining. Peace. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of 33 Tangents. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate and review the show on your favorite podcast aggregator so others can find us. If you would like to reach us, you can do so by emailing podcast at 33sticks.com or on the web at 33tangents.33sticks.com. 33 Tangents is a production of 33 Sticks, an analytics boutique.